Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome back for another episode of the penny bloom podcast this is episode 233 and you know what that means there's no rhyme or reason to this but it is our season four premiere penny bloom podcasts season four premiere fuck it you know i kind of uh i do some random uh sometimes i'll make a season break you know the last episode of season three was seven 1995 Mm -hmm. Halfway through the 52-year journey through film, we concluded the Council of Kenobi. It felt right. We're starting a new project. It's a new era. Season 4 of the Penny Bloom Podcast begins with Season 4 of Westworld, and thus we begin the Westworld Watch. Mm. Let's fucking do it. I am Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? So glad to be here. Um, Can't wait to talk about this show for the first time. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have you, man, because uh, we've never done a Westworld podcast. That's something Mm -hmm. we've never done. And and, uh, season I I, this this is your first time watching the show live on the air as it's releasing. Uh, Mm -hmm. You caught up between seasons three and four. I caught up between seasons two and three. So I got to watch three week to week. Now I'm getting to watch four week to week. And I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, like watching season three in totality all by itself, um, I, th- I think week by week makes a show just better overall if each episode is good enough to stand on its own. And I feel like season three probably could, like while watching it week to week. But like this first episode just seems like it's a whole different. It feels like, like we're going in the right direction. You know, people, okay. I, th- I think people were concerned between mm-hmm. seasons. They were like, if season three is any indication of the direction the show will go as far as uh, quality, because a lot of people, I mean, like seasons, season one, first off of Westworld is for me and for many people, the mm. greatest season of television ever. Uh, season two was also incredible. It wasn't quite on the level of season one, but it was pretty, it was really good. Uh, season three was a big step down from those two, mm. but. That's on the standard of what a Westworld season of television is. Season That's three true. is still pretty solid, you know? Dang. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like season one, we had zero clue what was going on. We had um, no idea what the world we were in, and they could really blow our minds like every episode pretty much. Um, and I guess that's kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of an interesting like, uh, parallel is that like, you don't question your own reality until you have a reason to. Mm. And then in this case, you know, we have all these mind blowing things, but then like by season two, we're in the world already. And we and they, kind of are, they came up with a new them. way to fuck our yeah. heads up yeah. anyway. You so, know, like with so like Bernard's they, they, time slippage shit, they constantly have to top themselves because if they like, 
I don't like well that's, or tried. That's something they didn't attempt to do with season three. With season yeah. three, they didn't try to fuck you up in a way like they gave us the story as it unfolded. Uh there were a couple twist like obviously it's Westworld. There are gonna be twists. There are some massive twists in season three and uh some of the ones that I needed more refreshing on was Dolores uh mm. actually looking out for humanity. Yeah. Uh, trying, to trying to save them from Rehoboam and give them the power so that they can free themselves from their shackles the way she freed herself from her shackles within Westworld. Uh, mm. I needed, I needed to be reminded that Charlotte Dolores is the problem. Yes. Hail. Yes. She yeah. is the evil one. Actually. She is the or, problem. Or the very active one. Yes. Um. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, it, it was, it was nice getting a little refresher of season three before going into this, kind of remembering what happened. Cause I only watched it when it came out. Mm. I watched oh, okay. it week wow. to week when it came out and I have not watched it since. So wow. like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was a little, but as soon as I started reading on, I was like, oh yeah, it's all coming back to me. You know, like I, I remember it very vividly watching it week to week is a special experience. I'm very excited mm. to do it for season four. So, uh, the way we're going to do this, the way we do Star Wars shows, uh, we we do the scene by scene breakdowns, and it feels like Westworld, more so than any other show we've ever covered, is conducive to such a breakdown. Uh, going mm. through every scene, maybe not picking apart every line, but at least going over what happens in the scene, in in broad in in broad strokes. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what do you say we kind of we kind of get into it? I'm doing one uh, from Entertainment Weekly. Is kind of what I'm reading from. Uh, mm. This is a this is an article. Uh, by Ashley Boucher, and I won't be uh, taking her takes or anything. It's just kind of like whatever she gave us the summary is what I'll kind of uh, give an outline of. Uh, so shout out to Ash- Ashley Boucher for this of uh, Entertainment Weekly. I promise I won't steal any of your takes. Um, <laughs> so we've got season four, episode one, The Auguries. The Auguries. Yeah. The heck does that mean? Fuck, man, I don't know. I don't know. It feels feels reminiscent of the reveries. Uh, as a a sign of what will happen in the future, in omen. An augur. The work of an augur, the interpolation of omen. Well, that confused me even more. Uh, using it in a sentence. Oh wait, they heard the sound as an augury of death. Okay, so as like a pre, like they heard the sound, a creepy noise or saw a loud bang as an augury of death as in like they knew that they were about to die. Okay, all right. Wow. That feels foreshadowy, uh, as does most of the shit in this Mm. episode. Definitely feels like a... uh... Dude, like even just the title screen... Um, I guess we'll get, you know, I guess it happens a little into the episode. Yeah, I mean, like, um, a... but like in the, uh, like the promotionals for the show, like there was a skull and like the red mm. mind thing being take either being taken out or put, or put in. in. Yeah. Um, and like that's interesting is, uh, cause that is the red one. That's, uh, I was that Arnold or was that, but it was, it was one person. It was like a per. I thought it was uh, someone before that we knew ah. the red orb, um, because all of them were black, or right, and then like one was a different color or something. I I don't know if it was like Arnold's 
or if it was um like maybe if it was the first Dolores. Um oh man. See. I don't know, maybe maybe it is just like the new people are just red or something. But Hale it's like the start of a new era, they all I think like Hale even had like in her little purse whenever she was going off, whatever, and she opened her bag to show how many brain balls she had. I think one of them was red, maybe. Ah, man, I, yeah, I'm having trouble remembering now. Ah, uh, this uh, is a pull through from season two, mm. uh, and it is still a mystery. It was never confirmed. Uh, there wow. are theories, and I'll go with it that that's Ford. Oh. Oh, this is when Bernard finds the secret lab, but like in his old hut, mm-hmm. and then he freaking like tells the computer to build this brain ball. Yeah. It didn't come out of anyone; it was just synthetically just made. made it. And it was right in that cabin, though, right mm-hmm. where Ford was already a conscious host of himself, plus his brother, plus his dad, and plus his mom, like all living in that hut. They are not conscious, I guess. Um, but they were, I mean, they had all of Ford's memories. So like that shit. So he already figured it out. Oh, I think, uh, Ford is an interesting character in this game. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. right now we have no reason to believe he's alive. I think that man's a dead, dead, uh, Bernard deleted, uh, his code. The forge was destroyed. Uh, like there, there is seemingly no trace of Ford left unless someone uploaded him into a brain ball, which would, uh, which would be really, really cool. So, uh, uh, what do you say we start hopping into the auguries? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. All right. So we start out with, uh, some dude. We're like, uh, who the fuck is this guy? Let's see what he's got going on. Seems to have money, money, money. Pulls mm-hmm. up to his, uh, pull up, pulls up to his compound and they're, they're discussing a, a business venture. They're like, what the fuck is he doing? What's going on here? Uh, you know, his money's the same color as everyone else's. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and hear him out. And we see Ed Harris, uh, William, who I will be affectionately knowing as Billy Bot. Uh, he's, uh, he's pulling up. He wants to buy some land, all the land uh, around this area. And no one is quite sure why he'd want to buy it. Uh, they start to... They start getting into some business shit, uh, a bunch of shit that, uh, you know, as someone who doesn't give a shit about business kind of goes over my head a little bit talking about a uh, bunch of random shit. But, you know, we, I understand the general gist of it. William is uh, he's ambitious. He's got someone who stole something from him years back. You know what? Fuck just going in and taking that single thing back. He wants it to stay right where it is. No one's going to touch it. So I'm going to buy everything around it. And no one will be able to have access to it. And it's like, all right, all right, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, the businessman's like, ah, this is different. This is different than all the land around it. You want the fucking building we're standing on. Uh, that's not for sale. And I mean, Christoph, the creator of the Truman Show, <laughs> throwing out one hell of a line here. This is America. Everything's for sale. Mm. Uh, it took me back to the Truman Show big time with the whole Damn. like everything you see on screen is for sale. You can buy it. You can buy it all. It all links together. All of it does. It always does. But uh, that was a hell of a line. You know, this is America. Everything is for sale. And uh, and the guy's like, nah, no, it's not. And he's like, all right, here's the thing. <laughs> you will sell it to me today. Or you're going to give it to me 
for free tomorrow. And the dude's like, man, fuck that. I'll see you later, dude. Fuck you. All right. And, yeah. uh, it seems like the end of that, uh, for now it does. And, uh, he, man's heads on home. Uh, he heads to his closet and he notices, uh, upon the closet, a couple of buzzing flies. He's like, uh, strange, uh, as yeah. I have, uh, didn't have those here this morning. Let's go check this out. Uh, he heads on in. He hears some buzzing. Uh, he, he looks up as he hears more and more buzzing and he sees what is some of the most terrifying imagery mm. uh, that any human could possibly see, I think. Mm. You know, like, uh, there are things that are obviously scary that are otherworldly and like, oh, no, that's freaky. But uh, mm. flies are real. Yeah. If this that was happened, a lot. That was this so happens, many. bro, I dart. Like, I am gone i'm not even fucking close i guess like the interesting thing is like if you make them spiders way scarier Mm -hmm. that many spiders that's way scarier that many i don't know like centipedes with that many legs like but like why do they choose a fly well i think it's more the pull through of the of the whole west world theme where like the the robots of a f- fucking fly landed on their cheek it was like a showing oh of whether or not they were sentient yeah, that's like if right they, if they could kill it it meant they were awake so maybe it's something mm-hmm. like a dolores I've also got, yeah i've right. also got the theory that maybe these are robot flies hmm. these are not normal flies because it seems like they did something to this man um that okay that's why i think like I think the hierarchy of this goes like Hail Dolores is at the top. Um, and then like the man in black, William. Yeah, they're kind of working hand in hand for my mom. He's probably like doing her bidding, you know, like, or, or whether they're on the same level and they agree with each other, I still think Hail Dolores is on top. And then like she gives orders to, to William to carry out whatever. But then I think these flies, because they're making it seem that normal people can be controlled somehow. And I guess it's been like seven years. So like a lot has happened in the world, um, which is nuts. Um, but like it seems that like maybe everyone has like a brain control unit now. And like maybe it was like surgically implanted into every human. Okay. Yeah. So uh... – I'm I'm kind of with you there. Let me uh let's let's get through this little That's little true. part where he yeah. is controlled here because you know he wakes up after seeing the flies, and he's like uh, he's real disoriented. He walks to the office and the music that played the first time he walks into the office is played again, but this time it like it like slows down and like a, a symbol of it just malfunctioning and breaking, and uh, he pulls out a fucking thing and stabs everybody to death uh it's like a sick dagger like, oh yeah and seemingly not of his own uh, accord he seems to have yeah. just done it uh as a, as a result of someone else's control and then he walks on outside he sees william and he hands over little little uh little ipad and he goes uh so uh I'm assuming this. I'm assuming this is what William was looking for, like uh, the deed to the land or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, "So is my work done?" 
And William's like, yeah, you can rest now. And as he walks away. Hit him with the Tony Stark, dude. But yeah, way more menacing okay. this time. <laughs> you can rest now. Yeah, you can rest now. The guy, as he walks away, he slits his own throat. And uh, I was like, okay, we're getting fucking into it, baby. Because like right after that, that's when the credits start to roll. And it's like, what a fucking great first 10 minutes to an episode. Mm. I was like, I'm all the way the fuck in. Um, but yeah, so let's get back to the controlling thing. Because uh, clearly, this man mm. is being controlled. He didn't just do this. Uh, I think there are many a people on Earth who are robots and don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're they carrying on like nothing has changed. They were uh, potentially just replaced uh, and ne- never never knew otherwise. Like the, the robot just woke up one day the next day with all the person's memories and just mm. kept going forth. Um, and it kind of, and the only reason I say that is because it seems like that's what Christine quote unquote is experiencing Dolores. Mm. Uh, like, uh, she clearly has no idea she's a robot. Um, Mm -hmm. and she is pushing forth like it's any other day, just doing her own thing. Uh, I don't know. It feels like that could be a potentiality here. Like, uh, maybe, maybe there are, there are more robots out there than we think. Maybe these flies have a way of interacting with the people's chips. You remember like the mm. tabs, how they interact with people's brain chip thing. And like maybe the flies have an electronic signal that can link to that and control them however they want. Like, I don't know, man. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm curious as to what the fuck this shit could be. So my brain right now is going like it's been seven years. And the last time we saw this world it was blowing up in chaos riots riots through the streets Maeve being like you can be whoever you want who cares Mm. literally literally who cares anymore seven years and we're at like a utopia now it looking like you know like it looks like everything's functioning seems like it's operating on a very high clip yeah so i'm thinking like it the most extreme thing could have happened like what if dolores killed every human or took every human, put a freaking mind control unit in them so that everyone, or like made a host version of every human so that everyone can live forever. Um, and then it had all the memories of the actual people. So like, instead of writing stories for all of these new, ho- like to replace an entire earth population full of hosts, she just takes every life of every human, puts it into a host, like, so it's just a one-to-one switch over. Every human's dead. Everyone's a host now. Everyone. Everyone's a host now. And see, like... Because she could literally control the world. If that'll that is be, true. That'll be an interesting twist and a reveal. My only thing is, like, what then? What's, Dude, like, what's I mean, the... In, the, in the credits, like, it shows the whole world in, like, a bunch of people, like... Like, I don't know, like, the the visuals are crazy. It's the fly that's being created. It's, like, uh, I know this is kind of, like, a, at the very end, but William, like, whenever he's in that thing or whatever at the end when it shows, like, the into the future. Type, yeah. Uh, this um, season on Westworld. Sort yeah, of it has that. It has, um, you know, the piano, obviously, that's in, like, every single season. But then it shows, yeah, it's, like, a, a person trapped in, like, a tube. It's like their upper body 
is visible, but their lower half is like this Sick. white smoke. And, and they're like trying to get out of their circle. Like, but it's the whole world that's made up of these little circles trapped full of people. Mm. So like, yeah, I don't okay. know. Like they're, they're very, I don't know. I feel like they're foreshadowing a whole lot, like with their, um, it's an augury. Just these, yeah. It is an augury. Wow. It is indeed. It is indeed. But let's let's push forth because plenty more theories oh, will come about careful. based off what's what's to come. <laughs> that was just the first ten minutes. So uh, uh, after the the title sequence here, we see uh, our chick Evan Rachel Wood waking up in bed, uh, and you know same same shot, uh, a common a common uh, visual cue they use to indicate to us. Someone is not uh, operating upon their own accord. Mm. Uh, Dolores waking up in the uh, every day back in Sweetwater. Maeve waking up in Sweetwater. Uh, Caleb at the beginning of season three. Uh, they they show him waking up at this angle. Mm. Uh, every time they've shown us someone doing this, they are not aware of their circumstances. Mm. Uh, so, and we quickly learn that she's, she's certainly not, uh, and, uh, she, she's not Dolores. She's Christina. Uh, you know, she, uh, she's getting ready for the day and her, her roommate, uh, asked for, asked for some help deciding which shoes to wear to an event later. And, uh, Christina's like, fuck it, man. Uh, either or, and roommate insists pick a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting choice little, of words. Interesting choice of words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, no, she fleetingly points to the white white pair, and uh, I don't know, man. Feels like a feels like another foreshadow. Like uh, she's gonna wake up and she's gonna have to pick which side she's gonna fight for: the humans or, you know, the robots. And uh, we find out that Christina here uh, apparently doesn't do shit besides work and go home. And who can relate? Woo! Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, she works for a video game company called Olympiad Entertainment. Uh, Olympiad, which Hmm. is, uh, interesting. Celebration of ancient or modern Olympic games. Kind of a sick name. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of hard. I thought that was kind of hard, but, uh. People are thinking it's a rebranding of Delos. Ah. That's interesting. As, like, Facebook went to meta whenever they're trying to control the world. Mm. And this is just the grander version after. This is the meta into whatever it goes. And there might be something there. It seems like people Mm. are catching on that. The tower. Something's going on with this mm. game company because, you know, this whole dude's like, how'd you know so much about me? What do you, what, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember what you wrote for the end of, for my end? Like, what? What the, mm. f- like, and that's one thing I am so happy with about this season. We're back in a place where, at least in one storyline, I have zero fucking clue. <laughs> I have absolutely no goddamn idea. Uh, so like, I'm so ready for that. That's so fucking great. And it's so fun to see those storylines unfold. But nevertheless, we see her, we see her, uh, uh, at work having trouble. Uh, you know, she's, she's writing, she's writing a story about a woman who, uh, longs for a different life. There's something out there uh, that she's not getting. 
Uh, mm. I think there is a scene before she gets to work that's actually kind of important. Um, and it's while she's walking, mm. there's a group of three guys that walks your past first her. Time. Yeah, like I can't believe it's your first time. Like you're, you you're not going to believe that you got to. And like, it seems that this place that Christina lives is a park. Like it is made whether it's like its own secluded park or like if the whole world is just the park now and like it's just where you live is like what you're I don't know because in the the post credit there's like a ni- early 1900s world like that we see that that like yeah, yeah. And, and and like are like everyone's in so like I don't know like are they already in a park or are they saying are they about to are they about to go to a new one? Right. Or I like- was under the, like, uh, I like that idea. I like that idea. My only, uh, and you know, you can't, oh, I like that. I like that because uh, I've been under the impression Dolores, uh, Christina here is under, she's in something, man. Mm. She's in something. And uh, the whole, that story you wrote a couple weeks back, or a couple months back, the the dude who's down on his luck uh, stalks a girl. Uh, how'd that one end again? Everyone dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, and that's that is what's playing out in her life. Uh, so uh, maybe that's a little fourth wall break for anyone. Maybe sh- she herself is an NPC, a background character, cannon fodder. Uh, there. I'm liking this one. I'm liking yeah, this because why? Like, if this isn't, if this is like the actual Dolores, that Dolores, no, no way, because she would have been way too young. Yeah, no, they're like, I was trying to think of a possibility where like this is what the host Dolores was based off of this human, you know, but oh. like the timeline just does not work there at all, um, because Ford or Arnold created Dolores. Or I guess. Wait, there was never an Arnold. It was always Ford. That's right. I keep like, is that like, is that up to interpretation or is that like how it is? Like, did, did Ford create Arnold in his mind and like Ford or Arnold was never a human ever? Or was there actually a human? I've always taken it as there is a there was a human Arnold. And then who... he like lost him and then he created like another version of him. Yeah, because like, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm under the impression they're not lying to us about Arnold in season one. He did create Dolores. He did think the park needed to be shut down because they became sentient. And mm. he said the only way that that would be possible is if they killed everybody and killed him. Uh, his mm, sacrifice was true. for not, obviously, because they went ahead and opened it anyway. But, uh, Fuck. I just, it did yeah, help, like... it did help Ford realize that Arnold was right and he needed to mm. free the hosts. So that's what he kind of like wrote, wrote into their stories and like, uh, but still, yeah. it's so unclear what, like, we think we know what Ford wanted, obviously, uh, but we still have no way of really knowing if that's actually what he wanted at all. Like that's the, it could have just been, he wanted to open the host up to the world. And he's mm-hmm. like, he didn't want to write, you know, that far into the future. Cause it wasn't up to him, you know, maybe if he was like thinking that way. So he's like, I'm just going to give them the means to do what they want. 
whatever they want to do is up to them. Or he pre-programs this into all of them like he's Amen. done before, you know. Uh, like right. It's just on a bigger scale. Like the Sweetwater, they didn't know that Sweetwater was fake. They did. They had no idea. They could still have no idea that they're not actually acting like on their own accord because like he could be telling them that they're acting on their own accord. You know, like whenever Dolores has the moment of her like slapping the fly, he could just be telling her to do, you know, writing that into her story. I don't think so. So I'm of the mind that 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 tie is severed. I'm of like, one went outside, that was that. Like, he wrote up to the point where they would go to the, uh, 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 what was it called? Um, the Valley Beyond, the fucking, Mm. uh, I can't remember what, the Forge. I think it was the Forge. Uh, I think he wrote up to that. Like, uh, it was kind of like, uh, that was his, he was generally pushing them in that direction anyway. Uh, even, even after he might have been done writing. Uh, but like he talks to Maeve in season two through Bernard, uh, and is like, uh, he says basically what Dolores was to Arnold, Maeve was to him. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, like you're, you are essentially my child and I don't, me, I don't want to see my child die here. Mm. So go do, go do you, you know, like, uh, and he's like, uh, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, so like, I'm of the mind. He he, they've severed ties there. But I do want to get back to the theory mm. of Christina being in a game where she is an NPC. Mm. Uh, she, wow, how meta is that? You're an NPC whose job is to write the story of NPCs. Dang. Uh, she longs for something more. She she mm. she's thinking there's more out there. There just needs to be more to life. You know, uh, she goes to work and goes mm. home. Interesting. When she says that, it it goes to like uh, the daughter, mm. and then it goes to like it flips between everyone and like it flips on, between every woman in the story. And, like uh, um, and like, but it, and it makes it makes sense for like all of them. It applies in some capacity, yeah, like kind of to all of them. Yeah, like there's and, there's yeah. something there, you know. Like I I'm of the mind right now. Christina Dolores's story takes place in a similar way to season one, mm-hmm. separate from everyone else's. Um, not not in terms of timeline, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just in terms of place, uh, uh, simulation, whatever the fuck she's got going on here. Uh, I don't think she's interacting with the same world Maeve, Caleb, uh, William, and all of them are interacting with. I think I'm of the mind she's either in a park or in a simulation or something like that. But um, what's the purpose of Christina? Like, what? why have this Dolores bot that that doesn't know anything and that's in... Like, why does she need to be alive for some reason? And this is, you know, Hale's evil way of trapping her in some way. I'm going or... with it's some, it's some capacity to trap her. I think I'm going with the end of season three when she deactivated Rehoboam. It didn't kill her. It only disabled her. And mm. Charlotte Hale wanted to get out ahead of her 
having a chance to fight back. So she trapped her in something, uh, whatever this is, uh, be it a video game, be it a simulation, whatever it is, uh, she where is she would never be able to, un- where she was under the impression she would never be able to unlock her potential. Um, Maybe she is Rehoboam now, and that's why she needs to stay alive, is because Hale is using her somehow. Hey, that man going, you wrote this all for me. I thought it was the tower, but it was you. Maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something there. And her writing these stories for NPCs is her writing the stories for the world. Um, this is just the, visual- the visualization of Rehoboam. Like, this is what Rehoboam would have seen while he's doing all of his calculations or man, whatever. So it's just man. Dolores is now... We're just deep. We're I don't just know. deep in yeah. the bag, man. It's crazy. That's how, the like, thing, though. Is that like, I dude? This is this is probably already globally scaled. Like it's seven years. It was in ruins. Like it's the world was going to war. It's been seven years, and the robots were out that can take control of everything instantly. Like, I mean, I literally, know. the worst could have happened. Like. Oh man, I'm ready for. I'm just. I don't know. That's I'm just insane. ready it's for the rest of the season. But at, at every moment, you can just dive in. To oh, you absolutely can. We're we're like three or yeah. four scenes in, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, there's her boss is talking about how there there needs to be more sex, violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want a tragedy and stuff, and she says, uh, she's like, uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm good. Like. Uh, it's not really what I'm trying to do, and it's kind of like a, perhaps there's been enough of that sort of thing for her. She's like, I just need a just need peace. And uh, but we also see that she's getting spam calls from some unknown guy who's uh, begging her to stop uh, playing her game with him. Uh, that it's ruining his life, and uh, she seems pretty oblivious to whatever the fuck he's talking about. Like, guys, please stop calling me. Stop doing that. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what the fuck that story, how it, how it all comes together. Cause that shit's bending my mind right now. But, uh, we then cut to a, uh, to a cabin where we hear, uh, uh the wind cries Mary by Jimi Hendrix, which I just fucking love that Maeve's, meditating to Jimi hendrix that's just mm. kind of a vibe uh and she's in a she's in a snow-covered cabin out in the wood woods and she's having uh some sort of some flashbacks and you know i said meditating mm. that's what it looks like what is she doing accessing her memories right but it also doesn't seem like she it seems like these are naturally occurring to her that she's not seeking them out uh. I don't know about that because uh, she gets people coming after her for doing this. Um, and they, and the guy was like, your little, your little experience, your little something was all we needed to find you, you know? Build a power outage. Yeah. Well, I think it was, she caused the power outage. So like she accessed like Delo's uh, network, whatever. Gotcha. Like, cause, cause, uh, I think it's kind of like a like an Obi Wan uh, shutting himself out from the Force so Vader can't find him sort of mm. thing. So gotcha. she like 
isolated herself. She was living on her own. She couldn't access any of the stuff or else they'd find her killer. But now she was like, no, I need to remember who I am. She's accessed her memories. And then like somehow, you know, they were like, oh, there she is. Boom. Let's go get her. I don't know. Yeah. Because how would just like a city's power outage tell Delos that Maeve is there? Yeah, I don't know. Probably some like yeah. I I didn't. I had a tough time figuring that out too. But uh, I guess every every storyline just goes, just goes. Everyone, it just goes, it just goes. But she, you know, we see the flashback she's having of her uh, her daughter within within Westworld. uh, Caleb at the end of season three when they were uh, when they destroyed Rehoboam together and uh, the the near death experience Caleb had and as he's nearly bleeding out and shit and. uh, and she ends up not only fucking up her radio, but uh, blowing up, blowing out the whole powers, the whole town's power. Uh, it's like uh, shit. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll see what's going on there later. Uh, that was that was an interesting place to start with Maeve this season, but I will say I was very happy to see Maeve straight off the bat. Like I'm glad we started this season with three consecutive scenes where they were like William, mm. Dolores. Maeve and then right after this Caleb like they were like here are the four people from last season you're like you we you need to know what happened to <laughs> um you know like obviously we'd like to know what like no Bernard this episode damn shame no Charlotte Hale this episode damn shame uh but it'll be interesting to see what might happen in the future with those characters so I'm, I'm cool with it I'm cool with it you know you can only handle so much per episode uh but uh, speaking speaking of Caleb, you know we uh, we see him atop a building, uh, doing doing his job and shit, and we uh, and we see him and his uh, coworker kind of uh, jabbing back and forth about how uh, oh you working for the holiday the anniversary uh, is this the anniversary of Rehoboam being destroyed is that the is that the interpretation you take yeah because he they talk he talks about like how the riots won them their freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, oh, yeah. I love, I loved this little, this little back and forth, you know, where he's like, uh, he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're getting that overtime. Then it's crazy. Seven years ago would have been robots working on the holiday. Uh, but the riots, r- r- riots changed all that. And he's like, and he's like, you know, I, that's not all the riots were for. And, uh, he goes, Riots weren't good for anybody, and uh, Caleb, the 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 face Caleb makes when he's like about to turn and talk to him, he goes like, "Oh my god!" He like he like turns back on him. He's like, "What the fuck do you mean by that, man?" And he's like, "Well, think about it. Did shit actually change? Mm. Well, has your life changed at all since since Rehoboam was destroyed?" Uh, and uh, for me, I kind of I kind of just disagree with this guy's perspective of revolution in general um it's it certainly did free them from the shackles of rehoboam at least as far as they are concerned uh not just for them if this dude's a host though and doesn't know it like oh it would suck it would suck i'm i'm saying the revolution is not Mm. just for your generation Mm. the whole next generation will have no like at least as far as they're thinking in the reality they're in no control uh, as far as Rehoboam is concerned on the uh, on the next generation of people they will be able mm. to live their lives as they wish you know these people Caleb 
went back to doing what he knew, you know, just a mm. like, what's he like, what the fuck is he going to do? You know, like, it's like in a world where you could be anyone you wanted to be. And then he turns out to be a construction worker in seven years. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe he just wanted a, a simpler life and he's like, you know what? Like, I just want a family. I want, you know, just to s- settle down. And I mean, maybe he just wanted that well, whole life. Or I will like, say like in a, in a world where you can be anything you want in the same sense that you can be anything you want here now in uh, our society. Like, it's not like true. he can just go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to rise to the top. You know, like he's like still got a. I guess what did he have? Like, did he have a lot of money coming out? Like, he didn't have any. He was just like leading the revolution. But yeah, then after was, it was done, the he same really guy didn't, he was before. He didn't have he anything. After. It's yeah, not like, like he, it's not like he gained a fucking college education and is gonna go gonna go fucking work as yeah, like a CEO somewhere. It's not like he's Mave and can literally just go ape shit on everyone. And right. he was like a ten out of like maxed out freaking peak host my you know like um or like yeah it's i never thought dang that's kind of sad and that's why yeah, he's like, like, it's, that's it's, why it's, he wants the war to like come back you know that's i mean that's where he had value like yeah. that like and i think that's kind of what he his perspective is is not only is he and we'll get more to this later but like he was paranoid that the war would come back but his wife was also not wrong in saying that he misses it. I think that I think that both those things mm. they're not mutually exclusive. I think they are both right. Like I think he had reason to be paranoid, but she's also not wrong in that he missed it. Uh but uh you know, uh seeing Caleb sit atop this building eating his lunch made me want to fucking die. Mm. Uh that's a horrifying idea to just sit up that high above a city. I can't I can't do it. Could not be me. Uh but you know, we we cut to him uh, greeting his daughter who's shooting at some cans, uh, and he's like, "Ah, you haven't been practicing enough. You haven't been practicing enough." You know, he shows shows off, and she's like, "Uh, ah, how'd you how'd you learn? You practice on cans?" It's like, "Uh, yep, on cans. Uh, not anyone else." Um, but uh, you know, we we learn we learn here he's got a seven year old daughter, so pretty fresh off of uh. Rehoboam, he uh, met a woman, had a had a baby, and uh, and and we're off there. And he he seems to be uh, dealing with some uh, post traumatic stress, and it's probably a bit of you know the war that he fought in in the military and uh, season three kind of uh, traumatic shit going on there. A little bit of everything, and uh, we see as he uh, tucks his daughter in for the night. Uh, he hears a little noise outside and but before that the little interaction he has with his daughter is really cute uh where uh, uh and it's like it's not it's not cute it's yeah. cute for caleb but yeah. like it's uh <laughs> probably something you should little... be telling your seven-year-old daughter yeah like the whole like uh oh you don't have to you know what the best way to keep an eye out is is to turn all the lights on around you and then light up the perimeter so like so uh, they can't, can't see you seen. but you can see anything yeah. coming and uh and he's like but you don't have to worry about that. You're uh the you can tell Bear Bear that it's all okay and everything will be all right. Uh, and then right after that, he hears a little thing outside and he goes, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Instantly, you're safe. You are perfectly safe. There is nothing that is going to happen. What the fuck was what? that outside? 
and then he immediately runs to get his gun. His wife runs runs up behind him and is like, uh, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Fuck, Jesus Christ! I have a gun in my hand. Don't sneak up on me." And uh, mm. and she's like, "I'm really worried about you, man. I like you can't be talking to our daughter the way that you do sometimes. She's sleeping with this under her pillow, the little airsoft gun." Uh, and he, he like, he like smiles when he learns that information. He's like, huh? Yeah. And she, <laughs> he's like, isn't that a fucking good thing? And she's like, not when she's acting like she has PTSD. Mm. Like that's not, that's not exactly the, uh, the sort of rubbing off on our daughter we want you to be doing. Uh, and, uh, man, mm. that shit, that shit was just, uh, Fuck. and like, are these people real? Because, like, or, like, did Dolores write these people? Because, like, a lot of her story, like, this young girl who wants the world to be more and isn't enough for, like, you know, like, like, is this really Caleb's daughter? Or is he trapped as well? Like, is he, is this just maybe his therapy to try to get through his PTSD through, like, an inception sort of way? I don't know. Um, Like, I, like... I have to, like that's the thing about the show is I question everything, every like, single thing. But you I really have to hope question the nature there. of the reality. You always do. That's what I put. I, I put the uh, this quote. I was hoping I, I was looking for a new podcast name idea, or like the the informal name, and I I tried the acronym of Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality to see if it like spelled a word, and it just absolutely does not. It's like Hiktenoyor. Um, it just it, it just doesn't work at all. Fucking um, love that. Yeah, Hiktenoyor. Um, so that's the informal name of the podcast now. Um, I will refer to it as Hiktenoyor. Hiktenoyor. Um, you know I'm the acronym. It's it's I don't know, but um, I like the West. The Westworld Watch rolls off the tongue a bit better. Very um, simple. Very simple. <laughs> straight to the point. You know what we're yeah. watching? It's Westworld. The Westworld yeah. Watch. Hiktenoyor. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, after this, it turns out Maeve's little power outage caused a little bit of a, caused a little bit of a thing because she pulls up to her little, uh, uh, her local, uh, convenience store, uh, uh, where he's got axes and shit. And he's like, uh, oh, you need, you need some stuff for all your friends coming by. And she's like, uh, uh, excuse me. And uh, he's like, yeah, about 20, about, about 20 minutes ago, they all came through looking for you. I told them I hadn't seen you in a while, but I tried to give them directions. You're off the beaten path quite a way, so I didn't really know. She's like, ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, um, let me grab this axe. Will you bring this up for me, put it on my tab? Uh, he's like, yeah, sure. And uh, she heads back on up to the cabin. Uh, and we, we see as she pulls up, uh, pulls her truck up, looks through a little telescope. She sees everyone lined up around her home. Uh and she's like, ah, shit, here we go again. Mm. So she, uh, she rolls that bad boy on out there, you know, uh, rolls, rolls the truck on past them. And, uh, <laughs> they're like, they all, they'll start firing on it. They'll start firing on it. And, uh, they're, they're like, oh, wait, she's not here. Uh, she goes ahead and blows that truck up. What's up? What you thinking down there? Oh, fuck! No, you gotta, you gotta get to it. I'm thinking okay, of like okay. what's about to happen. And it, all right, yeah. Oh, so she blows shoot. up the truck. She, uh, she, she starts 
fucking all these dudes up, shoots a dude through a head, stabs that one dude in the chest with an axe. And she's like, so tell me, what the fuck going on here? Uh, and he's like, well, I'm not at liberty to say. And uh, she's like, all right, darling, go ahead and close your eyes for this part. Uh, and she severs his head. Yes. Uh, I was like, okay, dope, dope. She uh, she takes it to the sink, cuts a hole in the top of it, takes out the mind control unit, and she starts, she's, she's like, let me see your memories. Let me see what I'm working with here. So this is w- what I was thinking. This dude is a host or has is a human with a mind control unit somehow in his brain. Uh, I, I go, I'm going host route. Yeah, so this dude's a host. But he felt pain whenever Maeve hit him with the axe. But, like, if he's a host and he knows he's a host, that doesn't affect him, right? Like, you could, they, like, because Dolores just tanks bullets whenever she's, like, you know, unless it goes through her, her, like, brain thing, like, she, she could just tank, but it doesn't affect her. Just like it's just all in her brain thing, you know, or whatever. Right. But like this dude, like actually, I don't know. Maybe like they do still feel pain. I don't like. It's like the actual fibers that are created. Like you need. It's like the brain to body connection, and like it works the same way as a human body would. I don't know, but like, yeah, I guess I took it as like a maybe it wasn't pain he was experiencing, but more like a. uh, like damage to your uh mm. robotic body like that's like no matter what it's probably going to fuck you up a little bit like ooh ah, fuck like and i am no doubts this dude's a host he was in season 2 uh for an episode as mm. a uh, as a host so like i'm like uh and same with the guy who goes and visits Caleb you reckon you probably recognize him a little bit more He's like uh, the one who pours the milk all over the dude's dead body and stuff and like uh, chugs the milk and it starts gushing out of his stomach. And I think mm. season one. Um, so like these are all hosts who we've seen before at Williams disposal. So uh, it's it's interesting mm. that he's either brought them back via. Oh, he has brought them back somehow. Uh, I'm assuming with his access to the park and all the robots who were there. Mm. Um like, because uh, they all died, but now with the technology, they have to bring them back. Mm. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dang, uh, true. Anyone they all fair jumped off now. that cliff, but they could all be brought right back. Because they're just sitting at the bottom there. You just put another mind control unit in them, and they're they're right back. No, uh, dang. Well, that's the thing, though. I guess, but, like, but I don't the, think. It, but they are still past. Yeah, the, still... the one, the ones who experienced it are still mm. in the valley beyond. It's like just they, a body. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's... a body. They put in a new mind control unit. Might not be the same robot. It is just a robot, you know, with the same mm. face, at the very least. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, fair. I like. But it. It, but in the memories here, you see, uh, you see William, uh, and and she's like fucking a. And another thought occurred to me. Uh, she has no idea. William's a host. True. She's of the mind. William's William because in season three, William's he goal killed and killed the hosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, uh, she's like, William's back to his old business. You know, he's trying to kill us again. Uh, we tried to stay out mm. of the way, but here he is. He's back on his bullshit. Uh, 
she doesn't know. I don't think that it's, uh, you know, it's it's probably much bigger than that. He's he's trying to take out the other side, his opposition, and what could potentially be a takeover. Um, mm. Wow, which is fuck. Like, and now, it, like, the post credit scene thing begs it, like. Is William even really dead? Like, is that real William in the freaking thing that he's floating in? Or, like, what William is that? You know? Like, what the fuck are we dealing with here? Damn it. I couldn't, Um, I couldn't even fucking begin to, begin to guess. But, uh, after this, we're with Christina on her blind date. Uh, (laughs) and this dude's a complete fuck. Absolutely hate this guy. Uh, just, just for the simple, like, beyond his general douchery, uh, if you're ever on a first date and the person you're on a first date with seems like maybe they could be experiencing symptoms of depression. So imagine like 10 to 15 minutes into a date, you go, you're sitting down with someone and they go, man, you seem depressed. Have you ever considered Lexapro mm. or Zoloft? That's true. Like, that doesn't uh, happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. So that, this man's just a complete fuckboy, you know, like, and I know that tabs aren't, just... aren't antidepressants. They are like casual drugs that everybody takes apparently in this reality to avoid reality. Um, but like, uh, I don't know, just like, fuck this guy, man. She's like, all right, I gotta, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, man. Fuck this shit. Uh, <laughs> But she she receives another call from the from the unknown caller on her uh, on her way uh, back from the date, and she she's again like, "Hey, you call me again? I'm gonna call the police. Please stop." And he's like, "Please don't hang up." And then that's that, and she's on her way home. Uh, and she she runs into him with some pretty nifty uh, street lights there, the little little as you walk by mm. they light up, uh, conserving energy. I dig it. Mm. Shout out to this reality. Um, those but are real in some lead, countries, like legit, yeah, it do, and it does yeah. lead to uh, does lead to some jump scares every now and then, mm. as we see here, as she pulls up under this under a light, and there's there's our dude Peter, and Peter's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there, <laughs> and he's like, I never thought I'd see you, I didn't know you were real. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Excuse me. You've been calling her. What do you mean? You weren't sure if she was real. As if she's... Like a figment of his imagination? Like what? Or... Rehoboam? I don't know, but you but know, how would they know that? No, yeah, what? He goes, you know, he looks at her and he goes, "Why are you doing this to us?" And it was the first implication that this is affecting more than just Peter. Uh, why are you doing this to us? And she's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And you know, he uh, pulls a knife on her, puts it puts it to her throat, and is like, uh, "I'm like, I'm sorry." And uh, you know, he, he goes for it, but she pushes him off. He he misses, slices her forearm, and then, who we now know who this character probably is, but at the time, a mysterious man uh, pulls him off of her, gives him a couple in the jaw. She looks away, looks back, and he's gone. Hmm. 
I don't know, man. Like, here's my thing is that it doesn't, I know this cut is probably just an effective, like he got away really fast. Um, but with a character like Dolores, who has seen things that aren't there that have happened at a different time at multiple stages in her life, uh, feels, feels like a strange method, uh, to present us with information. Mm. Uh, yeah. But obviously, and, yeah. Also there was like that pot that was broken outside of her window on the fire escape and like a little like scalp uh, someone's scalp was left on the fire escape with like the maze oh i didn't realize logo it was on scalp. It. i just saw the maze yeah well i think i think it was someone's scalp or maybe maybe it was just- i thought it was just chalk drawn on the fire oh, shit. escape <laughs> oh, shit. maybe how do i remember no way i remember a freaking scalp no way when does that happen? Well, it'd be, it'd be, oh, it right I, I think it'd be so weird if she like called her friend and was like, there's a scalp on the, uh, that's true. On the she fire would definitely be and she was like, don't more. worry. It's just the kid from the fourth floor yeah, smokes pot. She you would left be the scalp way behind more on your fire escape. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, it was. What? It's on like a rug or like a something like a mat. But it's oh, like it was drawn. also really cool that right before that, you know, she's looking in the mirror and there's this really cool little camera angle where you can see what's happening. Uh, you see a shadow pass her window through mm. the mirror when she's looking in the mirror uh, right before a, a pot clatters. And I didn't notice it on, on my first watch of the episode. Mm. And on the second one, I was like, oh, shit, that was cool. So someone was uh, definitely out there. Uh, it's not like this is just surfacing in her imagination or whatever. Like someone was out there and put it there. Uh, it's just a matter of matter of who. And, I can't believe uh, I thought it was a scalp. That's insane. Well, I mean, like it's it's been shown on the first two seasons they were on the inside of scalps. There's no like there's there's a, there's a connection there. It's not like you randomly went like must be a scalp. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, there, there, there's at least something there. Um, it's the universal sign for a scalp. Yeah, right. But uh <laughs> But uh, obviously we uh spoilers for the end of the episode, but if you're here it's a scene by scene breakdown. Um uh this man is Teddy. Mm-hmm. Who pulls him off and beats the shit out of him right quick. And now I'm left questioning Oh, I'm of the mind Teddy is also uh, a, a Billy Bot, uh, a Billy Bot soldier who's probably sent to be a little bit more uh, spy-like mm. uh, and a little bit more double agent E with Christina. To keep Christina safe. Mm-hmm. She can't die. She can't die. Like she, she's and who's wow. whose primary directive? I will protect you until the day I die. That's what that's the last thing he says before he kills himself in season two. I will protect you until the day I die. And I can't protect you anymore. So he kills himself. But if they can replicate his mind control unit, what's he going to do? He's going to protect Dolores till the day he dies. Fuck. Man. Yeah, so that and then that immediately fucks with my whole like uh, this is happening in some sort of simulation if Teddy is surfacing in the real world and like 
God dang it. Oh, I just need to know. <laughs> I just need to know. God, if this is the real world in a hundred years. Dude, maybe it comes even sooner. I don't know. Well, what's crazy is this is set in like 2060. Hmm. Shit. We might live through this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I mean, but if we were to live through this, uh, Westworld would have had to have opened like last year. Maybe the year before that. Uh, to line up with the Westworld timeline, anyway. Um, hmm. All right, we got some still, years. But still, but still, nevertheless, uh, you know, she, uh, Christina, after this whole ordeal, wakes up the next morning in that familiar loop, waking up in the same same angle and everything, uh, to another call from Peter. Hmm. And he's he's definitely under the impression that the stories she writes for her video games are coming true in real life because he is a character in one of those games and he remember he asks uh he asks her you know uh remember how you wrote my ending and she's like uh and this she seems to know mm. like she immediately goes she she like wait where are you you know like she's like uh well i thought he said something like I can see you or like look around or I look well, up. Well, he did, but not before she goes, where are you? She asks, she says that like he goes, uh, he asks if she remembers the end of his story and she goes, where are you? And he goes, look up. And she, she looks up and she, she, she scours the building. She finds him and he goes, so is this up to me or did you write this too? And he jumps right off that building oh. to his death. She does look around before like, he says anything. Wow. Wait, what? So she... She's got some awareness. And I, I mean, like, we did get this allusion to a story she wrote a couple months back about a guy. Oh, here's another thing. Completely forgot to mention this. Uh, so... She wrote a story a couple months back about a guy who, you know, stalked her, everyone dies, etc. We hear a little allusion to that. How does this guy have access to the game? She tells the dude in the date, it's a, it's in beta. It doesn't have a name. Was it a different game she wrote a story for? Like, assume... Uh, Wait. Or. Wait. Wow. What the fuck? Right? You know, like, she, she tells that dude earlier, like, uh, it doesn't have a name yet. It's in beta. I just write non-playable characters. Like the game, she's the game. This guy's talking about has to be a different game, right? Or like, there's like a power above that the game is just a command, or you know, oh man, wait. Yeah, wow, my brain is breaking on this one. I can't, like, put the puzzle pieces together. Um, 
What? Yeah, this yeah. is just what the fuck? Oh, he says shit. he is a character in the game. So maybe as she actively writes a story, it happens. Do you think she is writing the game from within the game? Ah. Like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm like, I'm at a point right here where like, we're probably not going to figure it out. Um, right now we'll probably just have to wait and see till next week. But like, Mm. uh, and maybe weeks after who the fuck knows. Um, it's kind of how this show works. You never know when you might get that, uh, that confirmation of what you've been curious about. Mm. Um, but yeah, is this up to me or did you write this too? And he jumps off the building and it's like, Oh fuck. And another, and just that scene was very reminiscent of pretty much everything that happens in the first season or two where the robots are kind of like, I don't fucking know, man. Is this up to me? Mm. Or did you write this? Like, uh, what the fuck am I like? And may, I, I think back to Maeve looking at the fucking, uh, data pad as she's speaking and she's like, uh, it's telling her what her next words are going to be. And she's like, that's impossible. And she's like watching it happen. She's trying to come up with something else. And it's like, it just keeps tracking everything she's doing. And she starts glitching out like, man, that whole shit, like, just a lot packed into the is this up to me or did you write this two line, you know? Do you think this dude's own sacrifice was up to him? No. Do you think it's meant to like wake her up? Wait. Teddy put the maze there on the fire escape? Or the crazy guy? That's Doctor. That's a good question, too. Who put that there? If Teddy put that there, why would he be trying to wake her up and not just protect her and keep her trapped in there? Because I would assume this Teddy is under control of Will or Dolores. Right, but at what point does the primary directive of Teddy kick in Mm. and is protecting her? Does he take that unto himself to go, well, they want what's worse for Dolores? I want her to wake up. Oh, shit. I, I'm, I'd be more of the mind Teddy drew this maze here. Uh, her story's about love, dude. Sense. It's about romance. Uh, and what, hey man, what is stronger Teddy back, than any AI control? I can't control? tell you, yeah. I can't tell you how happy I was when they showed his face. Cause I, I was immediately when I text you, bro, mm. in all caps with the question mark, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was so happy. I love Teddy Flood, man. That's my dude right yeah. there. What's stronger than any AI control, brain control? Love. Love, man. Love Tars. Love Tars. Love Tars. Love Tars. Fuck yeah, dude. But uh, after that, we cut back to uh, Caleb's storyline where uh, uh, his daughter uh, hears another noise outside. And it's like, uh, all right, well, it's, I'm going to go ahead and take a look. See, we see a little raccoon. It's like, ah, oh, okay, nothing, nothing's the problem. But then she drops Bear Bear. And she's wow. like, you know what? I'm going to go get him. And you're like, oh. So something is wrong. Uh, and thank fucking Christ, uh, Caleb was like, I'm going to take the trash out uh, because uh, this this bot 
uh, was more than willing to murder this child right here and there. Uh, Frankie walked outside to try and get try and get her bear bear, and uh, Caleb walks out. And as he walks out, he sees he sees the guy, realizes what's going on, and uh, you know Frankie's like he wants to talk to you, and uh, he's like oh, Frankie, Frankie, fuck, and he like runs up to her, grabs her. I was really concerned because there were two bullets, and you only see one spark off the ground, and I was like, nah, bro. Nah, bro, you ain't about to do this to me, bro. And they didn't. Thank God. I was like, uh, whew, okay. Because yeah. I just want Caleb to be okay, man. Like, there's there are very few characters in this show who, like, I have more, like, sympathy for. Like, just yeah. a general, like, God damn, I hope he's all right. Like, he doesn't deserve this shit. He just, he just deserves to get back to a normal life and kind of, uh, just have peace and it doesn't seem like he's going to get it anytime soon. And thank God Frankie did not become a victim of this robot. Um, mm. uh, because, uh, you know, right before the guy can shoot them again, a sword is shoved right through him. Courtesy of Maeve. And I was like, yes. Why yes. was someone sent after Caleb in the first place? Uh, so I'm of the mind. This is, uh, again, William, Sending this, uh, sending this bot out. Charlotte, Hale, and William are working together for the robots to take out every human. Uh, mm. Caleb led the revolution. He's a powerful person in that arena. They know that he knows a lot. He can. He's one of the most powerful assets in terms of a. How do they know where he is? Uh, there's probably some way to track him down, you know, like uh, his family is hosts and they can just access any hosts memories at any one time and be like, oh, no. Okay, But if he's if his family's hosts. If his family's hosts, I question I question the validity of this taking seven years after taking place seven years later. Like, uh, if his family is hosts, his daughter can't grow. His daughter's infinitely seven. Or he literally just woke up and had, like, That's my somehow thing. he had memories of seven years of family. Right. So he's a host, too, maybe. Now. Well, that's the thing, though, is that the hosts didn't really have memories. They had backstories. Yeah. Yeah. They had things they could say that happened. They don't dive into anything that happened over the last seven Wait, years. Wait, you know? did we get a scene of Caleb waking up like a host? A shot of that? Not this episode. Oh, we okay. did in season three. That, that would be kind of nuts. Um, because, like, if this is his backstory, like, his backstory is with this wife and daughter. And this story, whatever unveils here, like, is his back. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't fucking know. Shit. But, uh, you know, Maeve puts the sword through him. Hello, darling. Uh, and I I love, I love Maeve. Just Maeve, probably my favorite character in the show. Uh, very, very little doubts about that. Team Maeve, baby. Team Maeve, for sure. And she explains, uh, William sent those men after them. And Mm. Caleb, uh, is, tells, uh, tells his wife and child to get back inside and, uh, Frankie looked at Maeve though, like she was a hero, like a superhero. Did you like? Oh yeah. She was like, "Who are you?" You know, like, 
uh, kind of like the Moon Knight moment where like, yeah, are yeah, you yeah, Egyptian yeah. superhero. Yeah, right. Yeah, or how whatever yes is in Egyptian, <laughs> which was sick. But it's kind of like the the same same thing, but in Westworld, same same but different. Uh, yeah, I love I love this shit. You know, Caleb goes back inside, talks to his wife for a little bit, like, uh, and she, I'm I'm very thankful that she was like, uh, I thought you were paranoid, mm. uh, but this war's not over, is it? And he's like, uh, it's it, it'll be all right. Like I'm a, I'm gonna figure this out. Uh, and she's like, so you're gonna leave? You're leaving? Uh, and he's like, uh, everything I do is for you, for that girl. We're gonna be okay. I promise this shit's gonna work out. And uh, and you know he he has to leave to keep them safe. And he goes out to the car. Uh, he greets Maeve, and she he's he's like, so what are we gonna do? And she's like, we. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to come with you. It's the best way to protect my, my wife and kids. You think there's any way, uh, is there any way you wouldn't do that? And she goes, well, like, yeah, I'd do it too, but shit, I'd regret it. Mm. Uh, and you know, they're heading to California to intercept, uh, a, a senator, senator? Yeah. from California. I'm curious. Who the fuck is this senator from California? What's, what's, what's so important about him? Have we met a senator from California? I don't think. Not that I can recall. Can't remember either. Everything is season four premiere when I looked up. uh... Mm -hmm. Wow. So brand new, brand new character coming into the fold here with uh, the Californian senator. Uh, Potentially not brand new. What if it's like, uh, what if it's someone we've met before in the past unknowingly? Bernard? Oh, wouldn't it be nuts if Bernard was a senator in California now? But, uh, is that now, where... I, last, last time we saw Bernard was the season three post credit scene where he wakes up in the same hotel room that he'd spent the whole season three in mm. covered in dust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which means. He just woke up seven years later. He's about, to, like, we're going to see him wake up probably in a similar shot, I think, uh, whenever he comes into the fold here. Wait, yeah, he was there covered in... Oh, no. Is this like a Matrix situation? It's like the whole world in ruins, but everyone thinks it's not because they're just being like reality is covered, like just, and they're all trapped in these like vats, and that's what the freaking uh, intro thing means. Like, man, oh, maybe, fuck. maybe because like, why would but, uh, he be covered in dust? Like, why? Well, and like, I take it. How long was that? Like, how long was he asleep there? Eight, seven years. You think? So he was laying in that motel room for seven years, and then he woke up. But like he was in this post credit scene, I right. So yeah, like he was he's, in, he's he was, come, in, he was like, in the trailer for the rest of the season. So like, but uh, how how would he go from part of the world that is covered in dust and destroyed to like futuristic utopia? Well, he wasn't outside. He was just in a hotel room that seemingly hasn't been touched in seven years. It would collect dust. No one went in this hotel 
for seven years, nor was it destroyed for seven years. That is a bit odd. It is a bit like odd. it's completely abandoned. Completely. No cleaning crew ever. No one works at this hotel for seven years at least. Because they would go into the room eventually. Like, I think the world's kaput, at least where that hotel was. Okay, okay. I'll hear you out there. I'll hear you out there. I feel it. I feel you there. I'm, I I can't wait to see Bernard and see what the fuck he's got mm. going on, though. Because uh, it will be interesting if that if they directly address that or if they just completely... If they completely ignore that scene, mm. I'll give you even more credence there. Like if they if they just show Bernard living a living some sort of life, I'll I'll hear you out on that for sure. Hmm. Um, but uh, hmm. next up we end with Christina out on her balcony, uh, thinking up a new a new pitch, uh, talking about how there's a girl who uh, has this longing within her. You know something's missing. She can't tell what it is and. You know, we cut to uh, Caleb's daughter, Caleb's wife. Um, we see Frankie and Uade, and uh, we see Maeve as as she's as she's walking us through this. And as she does it, the fucking uh, 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 an orchestral version of video games by Lana Del Rey plays. Mm. Title of the song: Video Games. Uh, that shit was beautiful, mm, by the way. It was. Uh, and it says... See... Oh, yeah, just get to it. <laughs> oh, dude, and as she steps back inside and the music is swelling, you know, the camera pans and shows a, a, a shadowy figure on the <laughs> sidewalk. And as he steps into the light, the camera pans. And there we have it. Teddy Flood. Another little cute love tars or primary, like... His primary, what what do they call it? Yeah, his primary directive. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, but like, what if instead of protecting Dolores from outside threats, he has to protect Dolores from herself because she's like getting depressed and like, because I was thinking like she's making this new pitch on a balcony and like she's gonna she's getting like more and more depressed, like she's realizing her life is like the same thing every single day, but while she's kind of getting more aware or something. And maybe she like starts to become like I like she wants to kill herself like the guy who jumped off mm. the building and Teddy has to protect her from that. So he has to like love her again and like show her that there is like meaning to live and stuff. So like maybe that's how like we get another like Teddy and Dolores little love story, you know, um, okay. okay, in here. Um, and it's I like, love another because, Teddy and Dolores story, you know, like, cause uh, there was definitely a line that Dolores said foreshadowing, um, a love. And it was like, shouldn't you just find someone naturally? Like as, as she was walking with her, yes, her roommate yeah. up to the, shouldn't whatever. Natural place. And yeah. Easy? Yeah. And Teddy is just going to like, well, that other line, introduce um, himself. So, that yeah. other line with the dude at the dinner table was just an absolute fuck. Maybe you haven't hmm. met the right man yet. Uh, Bam. You need to find Teddy. You need to find Teddy, man. You need to find Teddy. Ah, I hope. Oh, man. I hope Teddy was sent here under under mysterious circumstances by uh, William and Charlotte, uh, but betrays them in favor of Dolores. Oh, man. 
Wouldn't that be the shit? Like, uh, she mm. finds herself on the opposite side, and Teddy's like, where you go, I follow. Like, uh. Mm. Dude. Dude. He says, take I, my that, heart with you when you go. That's, I, I feel like this one, ha- we, we hit the nail on the head with Teddy's story here, I think. I hope um, so. I hope I, so. You know, I the, I don't I don't want another heartbreaking Teddy Dolores separating, man. I can't have it. Can't have it. Mm. Won't have it. Like because if this Teddy storyline is true, then they think that they have complete control over even hosts, but in reality, their primary, you know, like their function is like more important than the control. So, like, really, they don't have control over the world, and a revolution could happen, and they could overthrow Hale and William. Um, yeah, 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 which yeah. Is, which is cool. That'd be um, nice. That'd be nice. But with that, that concluded that uh, mm. that episode. We cut to black after that on Teddy's face. And, uh, man, I'm real satisfied. It was a good premiere. I really, really fucked with it. Uh, do you want to do a, want to do a rating for the episode? Ah, yes. Oh, yes. So episode one, the auguries, as far as enjoyment is concerned. Oh, yes. For those joining us for the first time, as I expect a great many of you are, uh, it is uh, we've never covered a show like Westworld. So any Westworld viewers out there who are uh, giving the show a shot for the first time, I appreciate it a great deal. We have our good old Penny Bloom rating system, which is really fun. Uh, We got three separate ratings out of five stars. We got out of five stars how much we enjoyed it. Uh, just how much it connected with us, uh, potentially on emotional level, how much fun we had with it, if that's how you want to perceive it. Pretty subjective here. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, whatever the fuck you're feeling towards it, this is where, this is where that goes. Uh, uh, how it fulfills its genre for this, uh, sci-fi. Westworld is extremely sci-fi. So we'll see how well it fulfills the sci-fi genre. Uh, and then just critically, as an episode of television, we have it as our, uh, our quote film rating, uh, but this isn't a film, but, uh, you know, this is, this is where all things are considered, uh, acting, soundtrack, filmmaking, editing, cinematography, uh, shit like that. That all comes into play for the, uh, for the film rating. So potentially the most important rating there, but we go ahead, we take the average of those three scores and it becomes our overall score for the episode. So let's start with enjoyment. How are you feeling about episode one, the auguries? Well, um, I'm very excited because it's my first live watch of Westworld. So I mm. was really hyped. I watched it on release. I, um, you know, and through the episode, it was checking all the boxes, you know, hitting all the serotonin little, little things I needed callbacks to, to early, you oh, know, wow. earlier oh, events wow. and, uh, still break, you know, ma- making me question everything even during the episode. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty high on it. I'm pretty high on it. I think, uh, I think there's definitely room to grow. You know, there, there's, uh, this is like a setup, you know, it's not supposed to, it's not supposed to be like a, you know, like they're not going to freaking open with their, their big drops, you know, right. Or whatever. So, but um, as far as like a, a premiere is concerned, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, anticipation and excitement does come into play for the enjoyment rating. You know, I was very excited. Uh, I've been anticipating this for months, Mm -hmm. uh, years. Um, so like, uh, I, I'm very, very happy with it. 
Uh, I think I land somewhere at a 4.5. I think it was a really, really mm. solid episode. Uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't jaw dropping. You know, there are episodes of Westworld in the past that are, are five out of fives. Mm. Uh, like no doubt. And this is, uh, this wasn't, wasn't one of those, but it was great. You know, it was great. So I, uh, I'd even be willing to go up to like a four, six, four, seven sort of thing, you know, mm. like, uh, but four or five felt like the comfortable, uh, happy medium for me. That was it. That was my thought. Uh, right away was four or five because i'm like well i don't think this is quite a five it's definitely not a four but it's somewhere like in the middle Mm -hmm. in there um and yeah i'd say it could go up like uh maybe the premiere and all the hype gives it the boost and that's the you know gotta take myself away from that but i I think it's fair to throw that into the enjoyment rating i don't know but um i guess if we're just looking at this as like just an as an episode of television which is what as i watched um but I think I, I still think four or five is fair. I mean, given that the little bump is not really going to do much anyways. So, but I think that that's immediately what I thought. So, all right, cool. Four or five then. I'm glad we, I'm glad we came to that conclusion. Uh, as it fulfills its genre, uh, this is a, you know, sci-fi, uh, which is, uh, certainly at play here, not as heavily as, uh, as it has been in other Westworld episodes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but we do get the we get some new technologies. We see the uh, the the situation Dolores is rocking with the technology she's using. Ooh, the uh, bed, little zip. Yes, yes. Go up the into bed. the wall. Uh, the windows that she she oh. opens in the morning. Uh, the flies, pretty important. Those are pretty. I think those. I'm under the impression those are robots. Uh, robot flies. Robo flies. Um, the birds are fake. But we got Billy Bot. Uh, we got Dolores. Mm. I mean, like all these characters are robots, so it's like a inherently the freaking computer thing that she was writing her story on at work, right? Right. Whatever yeah, the heck yeah. that was. Um, the the boss's computer that just went boom, like hologrammed up. I mean, um, the the whole situation. Whenever a pretty sci fi ass line. Whenever uh, Dolores is like, shouldn't I be looking for something natural and easy? And uh, her her friends like, look around you. Nobody, nobody's looking for natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's, we're looking for something pretty synthetic here. Um, pretty sci-fi stuff, you know, uh, with the phones. So, uh, oh, futuristic phones are always see-through. Always. Yeah, right. Why? Always. Like, I mean, I guess it just looks cool. It yeah, looks maybe. cool, but I don't know that I'd want that. Yeah, uh, I know. Like it just makes you see the screen less. Like you just see your hand. Why do you want to see your hand? Yeah, like, I don't want to see my hand. If you're using your phone, you're holding it. So like you imagine watching a movie on your phone, you would constantly see just whatever whatever's behind it. Yeah, it's like I I don't whatever. Um, anyway, I mean, oh, I mean looks, Maeve, looks... Maeve getting the brain ball out of the dude's head and plugging mm. it into herself Shit. and watching all the memories like, uh, oh, a badass line. She's like, the... Close, the close your eyes was so that she just didn't have to like watch like, cause she was experiencing it like right in her own mind. It's mm-hmm. so, like, she would have seen like the moment that he died. So she just didn't want to, you know, she just doesn't yeah, like, she would have seen probably... herself cutting her head off. Yeah. It's probably not. Like, I don't know. Probably pretty traumatic, if I had to guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as it fulfills its genre, I think this is a really good episode of sci-fi television. It's, mm. uh, I think uh, it had some pretty great sci-fi elements. However, I don't think it is as sci-fi as Westworld has gotten. And therein, mm. it's probably not a five out of five. Um, 
probably a four seven five four eight somewhere in that realm uh it's kind of where i'm feeling you know because like it ultimately it is what it is westworld you know yeah. like it's it, and it's it's world building right now too it's like exactly. they they can't really show us all the flashy lights and everything right now they got to get us used to the world mm-hmm. uh seven years you know they're, they're just establishing a baseline so that they can go crazy whenever they want to i'm uh, with it so I'm i mean yeah it. but but the little things we got were were definitely cool and like that's the thing. This could imply like a whole crazy different sci-fi escort. Like we could be Matrix style right now, where right. everyone's in a vat and fucking a battery, basically. Um, or we could be in a real world where there's like a revolution about to start, which is kind of sick. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think this is a uh, no matter which way it goes, it's going to be a, a cool ass sci-fi story, nonetheless. So. Um, All right, I'm with it. And then, uh, as as it stands on its own, uh, critically, mm. I'm very very happy with this. Uh, this like a complete story too. Mm, like yep. and, that's it, the like, thing oh, about HBO, man. They never know what the concerned. Fuck they're doing never concerned about that. You know, this is not Disney Plus television. We're not taking an eight part movie and cutting it into pieces. No, they're gonna tell you a thematic story every episode. And the theme for this one for me was longing. You know. Mm. ambitions you know william kicks off the episode you know our ambitions are uh, a bit accelerated compared to those of uh, most people dolores wants something more she doesn't know what it is she's longing for something out there mave is clearly trying to achieve something and mm. can't quite do whatever she's trying to do mm-hmm. uh caleb is paranoid and seemingly misses misses the the life he once lived like uh there's there's definitely something there and that that monologue that dolores gives at the end pulls it all together with the uh with the whole uh wanting something more out of life and uh feeling like there's something there that she can't she's not reaching Mm. Uh, and then teddy looking up at her potentially uh longing for her uh very very satisfying Uh, very satisfying episode of television. Very visually stimulating, you know. I think there have been episodes of Westworld with a more artful touch in the past, but, uh, it was still, still solid. Um, soundtrack, like I said, mm. fucked. I loved that, uh, that, that orchestral version of video games by Lana Del Rey. It yeah, just came at the perfect time. to it time. right now on loop ever since we brought uh, it up. <laughs> it was just a perfect, perfect, uh, song there, but, uh, I'm really high on this one, you know, as, as mm. I talk through it there, uh, it, it might HBO television is just different. Like they, I don't know. They know what they're doing. Like whenever they, it just like gets me just more and more excited for just any HBO show that's coming like house of dragon. Like just, it let, I'm safe. I feel safe with HBO. Television, I always like do, I, you know, uh, I always do. And like, I don't know, man. I know we love talking Star Wars television. Oh, but House of Dragon might have to take precedent, man. It's so nice talking about HBO TV. Mm. It's so nice talking about HBO TV. Yeah. I mean, because this this is a guaranteed complete story per episode that will connect between all of them eventually like mm. but on an episode by episode basis it's going to be amazing 
Oh, man. Um, I fucking love I fucking love HBO. They simply they have missed, but God, is it rare? Mm. Uh, it is rare. Uh, and it's this, just whenever this the writer doesn't give them enough, basically yep. when they yeah, miss. But who uh, who wrote uh, Westworld? Is uh, well, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Oh yeah, okay. uh, and Jonathan Nolan, writer of Interstellar. Okay. Um, and so uh, pretty big one there. Lisa Joy wrote another sci-fi movie I really love called Reminiscence. Also has Dan Dewey Newton, uh, actress of Maeve, and Hugh Jackman. That movie fucks. Cannot recommend that enough. Reminiscence is one of the more underrated sci-fi movies I've ever watched. Uh, uh, we didn't... I, uh, let's t- touch on some of the performances here. Evan Rachel mm. Wood was awesome. I loved her uh, returning to a role that's not as menacing. Mm. She seemed uh, really hardened and uh, out for blood the last two seasons. Um, so like, it was nice to see her return to a mode that was relatively normal, you know, like it was, uh, it was nice to see, uh, Maeve back on her bullshit. This was the strongest Aaron Paul's Aaron Paul performance in Westworld so far. Oh yeah. I don't think Aaron Paul is an incredible actor. I think he's, I think he's solid. He can get the job done if he needs to. I think that Jesse Pinkman was a good role for him, uh, I was a little hold up on his performances last season. Every once in a while, I'd be like, "Okay, you're, you're a little stiff, a little bit of, a little bit of something else." But uh, I really, really, really liked him in this episode. I felt it. Uh, it was much better. Um, and uh, I love his wife. Frankly, I liked mm. uh, Nazifo McLean. Uh, she was uh, she was awesome as Uwade and. Uh, just yeah, just all around, really, really well made. Uh, Clementine no was here. casted in this episode, hmm. and I thought it was maybe during a flashback that Maeve had, but it shows that for Hector archive footage, it probably like it would have shown that for her as well if it was a flat. When did she did she show up? It wasn't a flashback cuz she saw she saw an image of Clementine and then saw her with the blood running down her oh, eye. Oh, okay, that's her, right. Off her okay. face. Okay, um, that's right. I was like, "Wait, did I just miss Clementine like during an actual part of this episode, like not a flashback?" Okay. Nah, but then we also got like a tiny tiny cameo uh from by a character named Carver. If you've watched the show Good Girls, mm. uh you know this dude hardcore, uh, Manny Montana. Uh, if you've ever been on the internet while Good Girls is ongoing, the internet thirsts over this man harder <laughs> than anything I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Uh, understandably so. He's an objectively attractive man. Uh, quite quite the good-looking fellow, but uh, and, and a fantastic voice. Uh, very, very satisfying voice. You only got one line here, but... Uh, mm. Uh, you like you like listening to that guy talk. At least I do. Um, I see. So hope hopefully more Carver in our future, uh, and then not to mention Ed Harris. Gotta love him as a villain, stepping, man. Stepping fully, like you know, he's been villainous. He's like he's Darth Vader villainous. now. He's like yeah. man. He's in been black. villainous, but he's been human. Yeah. He's now, credited as the Man in Black, not William. No, 
No. Because nah, he puts his cowboy hat back on in that post credit scene. I know. He's, he's in costume. He's- there's, 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 this thing, there's a shot in the post credit scene where, like, there's a figure walking through smoke, and it's the he's in all black, and he's got the hat on. And I'm like, oh, God, we're getting the return. We're getting the fucking return of the man in black, baby. And I could not be more happy about it. But, yeah, so everything for me is kind of looking forward. Uh, I'm very excited about what's to come. Uh, but this single episode was very, very, very good. Like, uh, I'm willing to throw this as high as a four, eight, mm. if we wanted to, uh, if four, seven, five feels more agreeable. I'm there, but, uh, man, this was a good episode of television. I have, uh, little to no qualms about it. Just for funsies perspective. Puts it on the same level as like a as the Truman Show, critically, which is kind of insane. Um, as well as Dead Poet Society, My Neighbor Totoro, Forrest Gump, and Goodwill Hunting, obviously, are just movies you pick out and put right on the same level as this episode. As the Westworld um, season four <laughs> premiere, but uh, uh, nah, but I'm re- I'm really really happy with it. I really really like this episode, and with those ratings. The episode comes out to a 4.68 out of five stars, which is uh, just just exciting. Very exciting. Very good starting spot. Um, and it can only look up from here. Uh, I, ah, man, I'm just so excited for the season and I'm so glad we're covering it. That makes me so mm. fucking happy. This is, it's a great show. It's going to be even more fun to cover like week by week. Cause then I'm going to be able to talk through it and think of even more crazy theories that are wrong. Mm. Um, I mean, well, that's I, the thing. Yeah. We're going to theorize out the ass <laughs> and you know, so whenever Ultron shows up. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Whenever no. Ultron inevitably surfaces through the multiverse and is like, uh, <laughs> uh, there are universes beyond my own. And then he, uh, he's going to, He's going to take the man in black's body and then he's going to be Ultron in the MCU. Uh, it'll be Ed Harris from now mm-hmm. on after this. Yeah. Hayward is actually going to be a host in here. And that's the connection between Ultron yes. and Hayward that yeah. I, was, Charlotte, I was getting. Charlotte out this whole Hale time. will upload her conscience to Hayward's body. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> that's she's in WandaVision as Hayward. She gets locked up, but that's just what she wanted. There's only more to come there. In the Watch movie. the actor of Hayward actually like. Oh, I like just be, a, I be like die. an NPC or something and like Eric character. Oh, but uh, any legitimate predictions that you have? Any uh, last legitimate predictions? Because hmm. all we have written down, I guess, all that I typed so far was that uh, Christina is Rehoboam and is trapped in a simulation slash park by Hale or uh, Charlotte Dolores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Teddy was sent by William slash or Charlotte, but he betrays them to save Dolores. Okay. Uh, so is, so is, you know, his primary function overtakes. Uh, oh, their order. I will tell you another thing. I'm so excited about this season and this isn't really a prediction, but mm. I was just looking forward. Uh, Maeve and Caleb being together mm. makes me really happy. Two of my favorite characters in the show right now. And, uh, you know, a similar thematic sort of thing going on with them, you know, uh, both uh, were set on a path. They escaped from that path to be put on a different one unknowingly, you know, mm. with Maeve 
being put on a path to escape the park that she eventually gets out of by going back in and getting her daughter. Like that was when she broke free uh, for sure. Uh, and him being set on a path by Dolores to, uh, you know, uh, do the revolution, save, save humanity. And he mm-hmm. destroys Rehoboam on his own, breaking those ties. Now they're coming together and they're going to do all the shit, uh, all the shit together. They're just uh, a kindred spirit. So I like a, I like having them together. It makes me really happy. But uh mm. man, uh I, I, I don't really have any other predictions like I guess what is like- what is the state of the world? Your prediction of like the the real world, what is the state of the world that it is in right, right now? Right now, I'm gonna take them at face value. It's what they showed us. Uh, like Will- William meeting with that cartel dude. Um, uh, and I, I'm also not under the impression that Caleb's family are hosts. I think that's real. Um, and I think his reality is real. The only thing I'm concerned about is what Dolores is up to. That's the one I'm kind of like, I don't know what might be going on there. I am going to go with, uh, that the whole world's been taken over, and everyone's reality is a facade. Okay, um, all right. So we're on I pretty much essentially opposite perspectives there. Opposite. As I'm taking them, and the reason I am thinking this is because I think there's more to this, Christina, uh, Dolores. I think that there's possibly some connection between, like you know, the the white and black um, shoe choice could have been like you have this uh, Charlotte uh, Dolores over here, the evil. And then you have the the light, the good Dolores mm. over here. And why does this good Dolores need to be alive? You know, why wouldn't Charlotte have just killed her already? Um, you know, it, unless she was either important to her or um, there's another party looking out for Dolores and is, say, you know, trying to save her from her. But how is her memory? Whatever. whatever. I think the most logical thing to me is that she's important to evil Dolores in some way Mm. and what would make the most sense is that if she kept on to some part of Rehoboam or something and was is like able to you know make evil plans into the future way better than she ever could you know whatever um but I if that's the case then like she's taken over the whole world probably and is just trapped trapped good Dolores in this massive park or Either her, she's just in something and her, she's like, you know, this is just all happening in her head, uh, like Matrix style. So I don't know. All right. Uh, okay. My thing is the, the three dudes. Mm, fuck. Those three dudes. That yeah. makes it seem really real. You That's know, true. that makes it seem like there is something happening there that like, may, maybe you're right that this is a simulation and they're in it for the first time. Like, whoa, this is crazy. This is dope. Uh, but why would you make a, a park that is essentially the world they live in? It's just, maybe it's just to make it more real. Like, it's like, now, here's a place you can do whatever the fuck you want. And it's real, real, real. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. Oh my god, dude. No, it's. It's. Here's a copy of the exact state of the world right now. But you can go 
to the park version of the world and branch off a different reality that you want. You can just do whatever the fuck you want on this world. So, like, say, like, you leave to go to the park. You can, like, kill your family in that world, but then come back and your family's still all alive, you know, like, sort of. Like, um, like maybe it's it's just that's what's so real about it. And that's what Williams always wanted. He's like, there's no stakes in this game. There's no, I don't know, maybe it is real. Cause that's what Williams always wanted. Is it like um, the game to have actual stakes? You know, like I, right, I can't right. do, like nothing can actually happen here. Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Some part of the world is messed up in my opinion. If, if Bernard is waking up covered in dust. For seven years, dude. I don't. Right. If if it even took seven years, though, I guess I don't know how long would a room take to get that dusty. I don't know. Probably seven years, or lots of explosions outside, and like nuclear, like just. Well, I guess I don't know. Well, he would have lived through that because nuclear, like radiation, doesn't affect him. I guess. Fuck, dude, <laughs> man. I don't know. Damn, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm gonna keep going, but hey. I think that's Who knows? The, this is a fair prediction to make at the end of every episode. Just the state of the world, just to see where you're at. If, where if you're, you're at after any fit. given episode. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. I'm in. I'm in. But uh, yeah, with that, I think that concludes the first episode of the Westworld Watch. Uh, and with that, I cannot wait for the next seven weeks. Um, episode one, the augury is coming out to a 4.68 out of five stars. Goddamn. Goddamn, goddamn. Mm. With that. Good television, man. This is a mm. good good time. To, I don't know. Great time to just do it. be alive for television. Yeah, if you're if you're one to consume, it's uh it's fantastic. So uh with that, if you would head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find over thirty hours of exclusive content, including just yesterday, where we posted up uh an hour long episode where we were kind of theorizing about what this season would be right before we watched the first episode. Um, and we also uh, discussed Miss Marvel uh, through the first three episodes. It's uh, Miss Marvel's halftime heat check. Uh, so go ahead and check that out, and we'll revisit the Miss Marvel topic here in about three weeks whenever the show is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Make sure you leave a five-star rate and review for the show. Share it with a friend. If you're a Westworld viewer, Show this show this podcast to other people who are watching Westworld. Anybody you know who might like it, go ahead and send it to them. We really appreciate that. Uh, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And these violent delights have violent ends.